Ryan Yee. Hello and welcome back to Eventide Radio. This is a fan-made Destiny podcast where we have roundtable discussions about a variety of different topics concerning the popular video game franchise. At its core, this show is about having in-depth discussions about the game from a variety of different perspectives. I'm your host, Scotty, with me are co-hosts Rob and Robbie, and today we are continuing our discussion of Season of the Haunted. First thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the how the newly crowned Valus Forge has decided to break into the Destiny Content Vault to bring Rift back to us in Iron Banner. After that, we'll discuss how Ikora has decided to so rudely withhold a few new solar fragments that we've been recently allowed to mess with this week. And um, that's about it. We'll just talk Iron Banner and the new solar stuff and uh, whatever else we get to. But before we get started, I wanted to let you guys know that next week we'll be doing a full episode breakdown slash deep dive into the new Duality Dungeon, which I am... I'm very excited to share with you guys. Uh, in the meantime, let's chat. Rob, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? Uh, Iron Banner and more Iron Banner. And I like that, it. That's about it. I like it. That's it? You've really just been grinding? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, like, um, I really wanted the title, so I got the title yesterday. Um, so it's, I, like, I, if I were to guess... I, I'm, I'm ashamed of it, but yeah, probably about 16 hours. Um, I did it almost exclusively solo. I did play a little bit um, with my clan at the beginning, which we'll also talk about. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, so I've, I've and like last night I was streaming. Uh, check us out at twitch.tv slash eventide radio. Um, and I was I finally started doing some of my pinnacles and actually doing the um more of the the leviathan like trying to get more of the weapon red bars and leveling up my my reputation with that so i finally finally did a bunch of other stuff last night but almost exclusively been playing iron banner this whole week i did do a raid at one point because my clan was like hey let's do a raid i'm like okay um but yeah probably 95 percent of my time has been iron banner this week sweet so it was i assume you've been enjoying it but we will get to that in a minute yes we'll talk about um you mentioned the Twitch channel, uh, which is a great idea because I'm going to quickly plug the fact that we have uh, like socials. Um, we were on Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we have an email. If you want to send us questions or whatever feedback, please, 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 please send us stuff. We're always open to anything. Um, but anyways, Robbie, what have you been up to this week in Destiny? Um, bubble hits? I get, no, I'm kidding. I did, <laughs> I did go get the bubble hit and it took me like two runs because I, again, I refused to you know, look at a video. So went the first time through the whole thing, which is basically like 90% the same, I, I would like to say, mm-hmm. uh, than the first week, even, even though obviously we get like a new story change and, you know, I don't know if you guys want to talk about Crow and, and what happened with him, but, uh. Yeah, that, that, that first run took forever because I was going around, you know, like every nook and cranny of the whole place looking for this bubble head. And luckily on the second run, I uh, found it. Uh, besides that, uh, yeah, just honestly, I think the most time besides that, I spent like on the on the new open area trying to farm a little bit of them new red border weapons. And, you know, just doing the event and, and you know, going and opening my chests and stuff and, and trying to get some of them weapons craftable weapons which i still don't have like not even a single one 
but same with Pinnacles. Like, I feel like since it's like only 10 levels this season again, I, I'm not like in a rush, you know, to, yep. to get to the cap. And that's been good because I feel like, you know, it's, it's definitely a bit more relaxed. Even though I feel like there's a lot to do, uh, it's a bit more relaxed season than, than the previous one that we had like all these, you know, new things to go around and do. Uh, Iron Banner, I did play, but just a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I guess for me, it's kind of weird. Like I like that you can craft the things finally because you have no idea how many hours I spent trying to get that sidearm with like headstone on it, and I still don't have it. Right. Um, So hopefully, this season I'll get it. Uh, But I don't know. Just uh, maybe the fact that I didn't have the quests. um, Like I played it with my warlock, and I was getting destroyed and. I actually, I didn't play with the other characters. And yeah, I think it just didn't feel like a chore. Which, you know, in, in, in one side I didn't play it that much, on the other side I, I think it's fine. I think it's good. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. What compels you, real quick question, what compels you to get the bobbleheads all the time? I'm not making fun of you. I'm just curious what <laughs> would drive That's you. funny. Oh, I think it's just what the collectibles. I, th- I think it's the collectibles. I think that there's like an aspect of that that I used to enjoy a lot in like older games growing up, you know, like collectathon kind of games mm-hmm. where you literally had to find all these little things. And I really love that Bungie does that. And I actually didn't expect to be collectibles this season because usually it's not like a seasonal thing, right? Usually it's just like an expansion thing. So there were the penguins back in Beyond Light and the cats in the Dreaming City and, and, and things like that. The, the eggs, the corrupted eggs. Like I've I've always been like a sucker to, for finding all those things. And yeah, some of them were like super hard, like the eggs, right? There were so many of them and I had to find uh, guides to, to actually like complete that thing. But uh, I mean, you know, one a week and it actually forces you, which I think I mentioned that before, like it really forces you to explore uh, whatever area you are in and, and you know have like a closer look and at things and you can always kind of expect like where around whereabouts they're gonna have something and i think that first week it was more you know expected like where where it was gonna be around what time during the mission uh, but this one just totally threw a loop like i yeah i wasn't expecting it to be where it was and it was like a Hard place to find it. And I think a lot of people don't do that ever because, again, maybe they didn't grow up with collectathons. Maybe it doesn't really make a lot of sense to a lot of people because it's so easy, right? You go to to YouTube and watch like a two-minute guide and, and there you go. Right. Uh, get done with it. But but that takes so much the fun away from it. So so I don't know. I, I, I <laughs> It might be a waste of time. It's It might sound like a waste of time in practice, but uh, to me it's like super fun. So. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'll probably dabble in it a little bit here and there for the very cool title because I think it's required for the um, seal, right? Oh yes. Uh, yeah. What is the title? Reaper, I think. Reaper. Reaper. Yeah, it's like the coolest one of the coolest titles. Ever. Yeah, that's why I want to get it because it sounds badass. I don't. Anyways, I gotta say too, like that's oh, yeah. sick. That is pretty sick. All right. So our first topic of the day: um, a brand new PvP update. So not only did we get a new map the um rift mode back from destiny one in iron banner so rob i remember you being excited about rift coming back yes uh, as, as a destiny one fan would you entertain me and be so kind as to give us a little walkthrough of rift in destiny two yes kind of how it uh, works. yeah for sure so the the 
primary objective is still relatively the same. Uh, a spark spawns in the middle of the map. It's kind of a rush to gain control of center um, because the the respawn timers are a little bit longer than a traditional, like, you know, uh, deathmatch style. Like, it is a much longer uh, respawn timer than something like Clash or Control. Mm. Uh, and so you basically, everyone kind of rushed to the center. Usually what I experienced was Try to take out as many teammates as you uh, of the enemy as you can. So you can grab the spark, which is sort of your bomb that you have to rush to the other side and dunk in their um, their little spot. And once you do that, then you score a point and the round resets. Um, the primary difference uh, from D1 to D2 is that there are no points for slaying out uh, or getting kills. You don't get points for stopping the runner. Um, and so it is purely who dunks the most by the end of the 10 minute timer. Um, it doesn't even display your kills at the end, which we can talk about a little bit later if that is a, an interesting point of conjecture or contention. Um, but essentially, yeah, you want to grab the spark, dunk it in their rift uh, before they stop you. Uh, if you get killed midway transportation, someone else can grab it. Uh, either your team can continue to grab the spark and try to dunk it, or the other team can grab it and try to go for your rift. Uh, and then it kind of volleys back and forth. Uh, there is a, a little over a minute. It's like a minute 10, uh, for a countdown timer. Uh, if you don't dunk it within that time, then you explode and the rift resets in the middle. Um, and, uh, beyond that, it plays pretty similar to D1, um, the kind of the main outstanding thing, which I was jarred by the first couple rounds, but it totally made sense after kind of remembering some of the, the flaws that exist in Rift is that when a round is over, the screen goes black and it restarts everyone at the home position uh, and then restarts the spark in the middle. And I, I've been seeing and hearing a lot of critiques of that, that it's like jarring and it takes you out of it. Uh, and I can see that for six man activity when normally like that's kind of reserved for like elimination and survival type game modes. Um, but if you didn't play D one, then you never knew the pain of getting spawn trapped where the team wouldn't, the enemy team would never try to actually grab the spark um, because the, the spawns are fixed locations because obviously like you have your side and the other team has their side. So they're not going to spawn you on the other side of the map. Uh, because, you know, the enemy's kind of collapsing on you. You will continue to spawn on your side, and the enemy will just continue to farm kills on you. And it is incredibly frustrating if you have are playing against, like, a six-stack who is just murdering you at the beginning. So that was a huge thing that they resolved with this in D2, where at the end of the round, everyone just starts over fresh and prevents that from being a huge point. They also added a thing that if you are getting collapsed on, um, because people will still do that. Like that happened a couple of times in matches that I was playing. You now spawn in the center, which is great because if that team gets tunnel vision and trying to just kill you at spawn, you can spawn in middle and grab the spark and then go and dunk it and punish them. Uh, and at the end of the day, you win if they do stuff like that. So it, it feels a little more like, Hey, they, they reacted to some of those critiques in, in D one. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Rift is it's a kind of traditional capture the flag or like a, a bomb demolition is kind of where you grab something and dunk it on the enemy time enemy team. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So have you been enjoying this as someone who D1? Um, I I was a huge Rift fan in D1. Um, it 
it's unfortunate because every once in a while, as if you guys follow our Twitch channel, you know, every once in a while I will stream D1. And anytime that Rift is up, very, very rarely are people playing it. And so I have just sat in matchmaking for like minutes at a time and only found like one or two other people. So it's really bummed me out. I've wanted to play Rift for a very long time and haven't had the opportunity. So it's really nice to play Rift again. I think for the most part, the changes are good. There's a few things that I think they really need to touch upon, which we can talk about more. But it is it is nice to play Rift again. I'm I'm happy overall with the 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 bringing it back and i feel like it's 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 probably better than it was in d1 um but it's also been a very very long time since i've played it in d1 so it's hard for me to be like objective on that but it is nice it's nice to play rift again that's interesting to hear because i've i've heard a lot of people be um upset about this pretty vehemently so but we'll get back to that in a second yeah uh robbie how have you been feeling um rift in the few matches that you've played as someone who didn't play rift in d1 well yeah i mean i you know i didn't really play rift in d1 but the game mode is like pretty i mean it it has its, its quirks and and it's obviously you know destiny version of but like like rob said you know we've had like bomb and we had one flag uh, since since the days of like Counter Strike, so uh, the game mode was like you know pretty easy to to catch up on like kind of what was going on and and you know try to play it. I guess my issue was also like I was kind of like alone, so you don't know what's best. Like try to slay, try to play objective, which is always the issue, right? Because a lot of people are just gonna try to slay on their own, right. and and there's gonna be like the few that are just committed to, to running the objective. <laughs> And even though they die like 20 times in a row trying to do so. Uh, but then with those long respawn timers, it didn't really feel like the play, right? Like you couldn't really push that way and kind of like brute force it because it, the game doesn't really allow you to do to do it. And so, so to a point, it just felt safer to kind of like try to... Like if you get like a, an advantage, it would make more sense to kind of, you know, protect the area. It, right. If that makes any sense, just like if you just go to a stalemate with it when, and keep your win. But you, obviously, yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. I, I've seen it happen in like maybe one or two games that I played because I didn't play that many. And uh, so that it became literally just like a stalemate of like people just killing each other and not a lot going on with the objective. And maybe that's why, but like I also heard a lot of like negative comments. And a lot of you know content on on YouTube and other on Twitter especially like, and I didn't get why because I was like okay well yeah maybe this is not the game mode for you right right um, but it's also not as bad as they make it sound so at least from my perspective it was alright like it, it it wasn't anything like you know life changing I wasn't super excited about it uh, but it was alright it wasn't that bad. Okay, cool. So you guys are in good, you know, you guys both enjoy it at least. Rob, yeah. have you had a chance to see some of the backlash to the mode? Yeah. Uh, the so so here's the thing is the the first half of the week, uh, it was severely bugged in a lot of different ways. Um, as far as I know, the game itself still has a few kind of buggy matches. I think even when I was playing yesterday, I had one or two rounds where um, 
So some of the some of the big ones is the I think how it how it triggers is if someone grabs a spark and then immediately gets killed, the spark will just disappear uh, and then it just doesn't come back. And so you're just running out the clock if you want the reputation. Um, I also had it once where it was there and it was showing, but no one could pick it up like just the the actual like hold square to pick up spark just didn't appear. And so that also ran out the clock. Um, so, and then there was a huge major bug to the reputation gains the first half of the week where if you, if you completed too many challenges, because there's a, there's a bunch of ways to increase your reputation. Um, if you wear a bunch of iron banner gear, if you wear an emblem, uh, which I really, really like all, and we'll talk about kind of the reputation system later. Um, and then also if you complete more challenges, which effectively was just completing matches with a certain subclass type in each character, uh, you would increase your reputation so that you could eventually get about 300 uh, reputation for Iron Banner per match if you won. If you lost, it was something like 250 or something like that. But if you went over a certain threshold in number of challenges completed, so if you're and part of to get the titles, you have to you have to do all 12 challenges, which is four per character. So if you did more than four, it would bug out and then your reputation was locked at the lowest level. So you were getting 60 reputation instead of 300 per match. And so people were doing the math where you'd have to play like 300 matches to be able to reset your rank twice in order to get the title. So there's a bunch of people that kind of checked out once that bug was discovered. I was fortunate enough that I didn't play till late enough in the evening that I read about the bug and knew not to complete the challenge on any more characters. And so I didn't get screwed so I could continue to farm and I was able to reset my reputation once. And then on Friday, right at the end of kind of the business day, bless bless Bungie's hearts, because this is definitely like they could have not fixed this and just sort of left it and there'd be a lot more backlash, but they were able to fix that bug and so you could continue to complete challenges and they doubled the amount of reputation that you earned per match. So now you could get like 660 per match completion. So I was able to get my second reset in like 10 matches or something like ridiculously short, uh, assuming you were winning every match. Um, because if you lost a match, you'd get like 440. Um, so essentially, if you won one and lost one, you get about a thousand, and you need ten thousand. So you could you could do it in a somewhere in about twenty matches, uh, hmm. somewhere between ten and twenty matches, depending on how, how efficient you were and things like that. Um, so I I think the general feedback from a lot of people was this is really buggy, and to have the title tied to a bunch of like buggy circumstances was. I think what really triggered a lot of people, I think that it's fantastic that we, so to, to answer your original question, I know I kind of went off on a tangent. Um, to answer your initial question, I think a lot of people don't like that you can't see how many kills you got, but that's great because people like me who like to go and try to play the objective and try to stop the runner or be the runner, I had a chance to shine and be like top scorer on a lot of matches because. I would play the objective or would try to protect the runner and actually like, like I had a, I had a lot of fun. I'll admit playing Titan um, because I would use the, um, the either like the rally barricade or I would use my super and throw up a, a shield, a banner shield and be able to like basically block all shots and escort the runner. And that was like really satisfying to be able to get them to go all the way to the end and get it to dunk. And it's like, yeah, I made that happen. Um, and that's like really satisfying. So I had a lot of fun playing the objective and showing off like 
that I played the objective and I am contributing to why we won versus like, oh, look, I got 50 kills. Like, who cares? It doesn't matter if you lose every match that way. So I think a lot of backlash was like those people that just like to farm medals and kills and show off their KD. It's like, this is not the game mode for you then. Like, go find something else. I will say my kind of final thought on this is there were a lot of bugs and I think Rift, as as great as it was to bring it back, I don't know if they also should have brought the Iron Iron Lord title and have it associated with the new game mode. Um, like it, it feels like the first time we sh- we did this title, it should be associated with with kind of traditional control and have it be kind of traditional Iron Banner, um, and then try it like next season have it be like Rift oriented or Mayhem oriented. Um, so I, it feels like kind of too many things at once. I I, I think that's like. That that critique, I kind of agree with that maybe it shouldn't have been Rift for this first go around. Mm-hmm. I I, thought, I think you made a good argument about um, in support of getting rid of kills on the scoreboard. Right. I think that makes sense. Um, in an objective-based game mode, uh, kills, you know, aren't the main focus and it could right. detract from, like you said, you know, the actual important part of it, which is, you know, depositing the sparks and stuff like that. Uh, how do you feel about the complaints that the transmat part of it, where you get teleported back to your base, kind of breaks up the momentum of the game mode? I, I completely agree that it does. And the one the one legit criticism I've seen from that is like it's annoying if you've got like stacks of like charge with light or if you've got that hunter aspect where you get the the solar like dynamite that that all of that stuff resets. Um, and I definitely agree that that's kind of frustrating. But uh, as I was talking about earlier, it's way too easy for a team, if if it's a competent team, to just st- like um, respawn lock people into their location, and it's such a it's so it's so like debilitating to to have to deal with that. That I'm glad that it forces that restart, so you can't just like spawn trap. Um, sure, yeah, I agree that it's jarring, but after the i don't know how many matches i've played this week uh, you got kind of used to it oh that's the other bug that i wanted to talk about is like if there was only a few seconds left and the match i think this is what spawned the 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 glitch um you would just infinitely um uh transmat like you would spawn in and then it would be like transmat firing and then like it would count down three two one and then you would go to black screen again and then it would transmit so i could see people getting really annoyed with that because that was another bug and a lot of people would leave with that um and eventually the match would just sort of like end in a draw or it would just sort of like end it um so at least there was some kind of logic there um but uh i think i think that that's kind of a yeah it was jarring but you kind of get used to it and it it serves a purpose um, that it forces a reset and gets everyone back to their side so you can't spawn trap people. I'm I'm mm-hmm. all for it. I, I think it maybe could have like flowed a little bit better, but if that's the only way like in in the software and, and code to be able to get it to work properly, then that's what they had to do. And like I said, if you play enough elimination or uh trials of Osiris or survival, like you're used to that like going black and kind of resetting. So it wasn't mm-hmm. that jarring. That's what that's what I was thinking. Because like as someone who isn't very familiar with rift from d1 i didn't think it was jarring because it just felt like the end of a round it's like oh yeah i just thought like the animation was unnecessary it felt yeah i agree with that um like it's cool but like 
but yeah, it just it just felt like an end of the round to me. Right. Um, Robbie, did you encounter any of these, you know, significant bugs in the uh, few matches that you played? Well, I don't think I paid too much attention to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the funny part, and I hear you guys talking about this, and I guess for me it was always like this, and 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 actually that's why I think like control is such a good game mode for this game is because. Right. I'm of the opposite mindset. Like, if I want to farm my KD and if I want to farm kills, I go into objective play modes and kill the guys who don't care about dying and just trying to run after the flag. Because um, that's the easy way to do it. Yeah. You know, you, you basically have no position. If you find yourself like a nice little corner where people are like away from the flag and just like, you know, start laning down people that are going after the flag, after they respawn or whatever. That's always been the, the issue. I, the issue with games, even since Halo, right? I think like that's why they don't have like capture the flag in here or something. And that's why I was thinking about this when I played it. I was like, there's no flag flag. It's like a buff thing. Right. You can continue um, to like use your weapons. You can't use your yeah. super, but you can use your abilities and you can. Exactly. Yeah. But there's no like also physical flag because I mean you've seen what happens with the physics in this game, you know. Right. There might there there would be someone that finds like an exploit to to like push the flag all the way to the other side, um, right? Or something like that. So that that was the first thing I was thinking about. Like I was literally just thinking more about comparing that to like previous Bungie experiences and and how those game because I like probably my favorite game mode in in the whole halo series was also always capture the flag and and so then this one was like well there's no flag there's no this i was just thinking more about those things and in my mind again not ever playing uh rift in the one that was kind of like my focus on on the whole experience instead of like trying to you know pay attention to the other minutia that i probably would have or probably did miss myself mm-hmm did you did you think the transplant thing was jarring at all? I thought no, I don't know. I just feel like it was kind of like slow and a bit unforgiving the whole way you had to wait a lot of time for things to happen. Um I don't know, it didn't feel very fluid to me. And, okay. And like I also talking about animations, I've, I've I've noticed there's like several ones that I've never even paid attention to. So the new rift mode also features a new map. This is called Disjunction. It's set in Savathun's throne world, and it's pretty huge. Rob, what are your thoughts on this new map so far? Disjunction is pretty cool. Uh, it's big. I think a little unnecessarily big, and it it kind of made for some parts of Rift to, to sort of kind of suck because you had, like, there was such a huge gap that you had to, like, bill if you maybe got killed and you were trying to run back to the action like there there was definitely times where i'm like yeah there's no chance they they're they're dunking it like it's it's over um whereas it didn't feel that bad in convergence or um bannerfall because they're they're big but they're not that big mm-hmm. um, the map itself is cool the the aesthetic of it is fantastic uh, this is one of those things where it's like yeah every expansion should come with at least one map that's themed in whatever the aesthetic is like with the fact that we still haven't gotten a Europa PVP map is like, you know, that that's unfortunate because this, this kind of feels like, like that. Um, and I think it's, I, the map itself is cool. Um, it's gigantic. I'm excited to try it out in like a normal six V six environment. Um, I am not excited to try it out in something like trials. 
uh, or comp because there are so many lanes and so many weird geometries that you can peek um, that like I just I, I know I'm going to die a lot to just random stuff from like I didn't even know you could see that from there. Um, and, Is it going uh, to be a trials map? I, I assume so. Like, why wouldn't it be? Because uh, it's huge and it feels yeah. like a proper 6v6 map. And I just I don't see this working at all in a 3v3 situation. I, I could see in the where they have like the trials labs where it's the you have to grab the control point. There's a lot of different places you could put that cap point to make it really interesting. Um, and, and that would at least make the rounds short because you have to go and grab the, the cap. So even though it's a huge map, you're not utilizing 80 percent of it. Um, but it does at least sort of force some interesting like interactions. Cause I think, I think the mid area where the fights are is pretty well, pretty well designed. And I think it, it forces a lot of cool fights. Um, and because you can do like the huge, like go on the big outer perimeter, um, you can do some pretty neat stuff with it. I I'm assuming they're at least going to try it out, um, at least one week to see how it goes. But, um, if you if you have it be the the cap point version of trials, that would at least force it to go pretty quickly. So I, I think you could make it work. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fair. Do you think? Um, how do you feel about the fact that there's only three maps in the Rift game mode? That after playing, I don't know how many matches I played. I know it was at least sixty matches this week, probably closer to like seventy five. Um, it definitely you start to get tired of those three maps. And I think there are maps that aren't symmetric, but you still could have made work like midtown. Uh, I think would have been perfectly fine. Um, there's the other, there's the, the, tr- the kind of trials of Osiris map that's on Mercury. The big one that you could have made work as well. The one that's in daytime, not the nighttime one that's originally from, from D one. Um, there's, there's a few maps that they could have put in there that would have been nice and big and could have supported a, a, spar- a rift despite not being symmetric. You still could have made it work. Um, and in fact, if you're going to do like the whole transmat thing, then you have you could have the like the spawns alternate each time. So that way, you can't say like, well, one side always gets the more favorable spawn. If you have it alternate, then you get rid of that as a variable. Um, so I, I think three maps was not enough. Um, considering like they knew people were going to be grinding it this week for the Iron Lord title, and like three was not enough. We needed we needed at least six or or more. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Such a weird decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I mean, the uh, whole it, complaint was we don't have maps, right, and then you and- finally <laughs> have a map, and then you're <laughs> like, yeah, but we're taking away all these other ones and just having three. <laughs> like, if, did if you they, really add something? Because it yeah. looks to me like you just removed something. Right. <laughs> like I said, there's. <laughs> There's other maps that could have worked, I think. Right, but um, this is my question to you. They don't really do playtesting, right? Like at this point, I'm like a hundred percent sure that they don't playtest anything. Yeah, like, we are the playtest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so that's the whole lab's idea is that we are the playtest. <laughs> right. Um, well, I would have loved so... it. Like, do they? Do they? This is this is something I've always wondered, and I'm I'm again, I'm not trying to like point fingers, but I'm curious when they design like seals and titles and and all of that stuff do they have someone actually play through the entire seal to to sort of give feedback on what that experience is because like 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 put someone in that position like okay Johnny test guy play this until you unlock this title 
okay, how was it? And if he's like, you have to add th- more than three maps because I was about ready to, <laughs> to stab my eyes out. Like, okay, that's a good piece of feedback. Like yeah. that, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm curious how they like, do they test that the sealed and title work and that it progresses correctly? Okay, good. Or did they actually like run through it for the actual quote unquote experience of what it's like to earn it? And they know that we're crazy grinding bastards and that like there was going to be people like me who were going to get it that first week um and like what is that experience i i i hope for their sake that they add a few more maps by the next time uh iron banner comes around because like i'm not i'm not gonna play it next time if it's those same three maps because like i'm i'm good on it if they had if they had done like six or seven different maps and weighted it more towards disjunction so that you got it maybe every third or second time yeah, I could see that because they're excited yeah. about the new map. This is yeah. really sort of showcasing Rift in its like ideal form where you have a big symmetric map that that really has all these cool geometries and places to hide behind. Great. I, I, I'm all for that. But to have the same three maps over and over and over again, was it? It was getting pretty terrible towards the end. Yeah, I'm going to be perfectly honest. And I don't think I, I'm like, I'm not trying to you know exaggerate for the sake of jokes i don't think they have people play test um titles especially they do have the new project right that is a pvp thing and whoever was lead of pvp moved on to that yeah as I, far as i understand mm-hmm. and also like one thing i always try to think about and because i see it from my perspective right when you see it when you see the thing about like the map from from beyond light or from europa specifically like it always reminds me of like on Halo Three the, on the legendary Mac pack. There was a map called Avalanche, which was the first snowy map ever. Oh yeah, um, and that came out, and everybody it's was cool, super man. excited about it. But then it turned out it's just basically like a whole emptiness with like a little underground thing, and so like it was chaotic, and nobody liked it. It never made it into the competitive playlist, which existed in Halo. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it never made it to MLG, but it was used a lot in Forge because it was a blank canvas. Right. So you could do a yeah. lot of things. People were doing like race tracks and like a lot of really cool things, right? So the map ended up finding like its place in the game because of the player base and not because of like the original intended <laughs> feature itself. Uh, but it always reminds me of that. And I, I feel like, you know, since we don't really have that here, you know, because imagine if this game would allow you to make your own racetrack for sparrows in, in right. whichever map you wanted. You know, like the game would be like a whole different thing. Um, but you know, alas, we don't. So, like, I see how that worked out then, and then I think about well, they'll have all these experiences as a company. But then I'm also having to remind myself every single time all those people are not in Bungie anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I feel like. There was a disconnect, and it probably was in D2, because I feel like a lot of those people were still in Bungie for Destiny 1, um, especially some of the head of, of like certain divisions in there, you know, doing certain things. But like I feel like nowadays, like the people who are running the game are like, they've only been in D2, so they've been experiencing with D2. So I feel like this is like a whole different phase of like, uh, that whole baggage is, is, is out the window. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. I, it's, it's kind of weird because again, it's Bungie, but it's not Bungie. <laughs> In a way, I don't know how to yeah. explain it. It's kind of kind no, of no. You're you're absolutely right. It's it's hard when it was a when D one first launched. People were like, these people made Halo, but it's like even at that time, 
Bungie had kind of split up and a bunch of those guys kind of stayed with 343 Studios, correct? Yeah. Exactly. So it's like even then you couldn't necessarily make that argument that it's like it's not the same core team and that you you're bringing new people in, they're going to have different perspectives. And and now even then in the last couple of years they've been bringing in a lot more people for like narrative teams and design and so it's like it's not it's not the same core people anymore so it's like it's not really fair to to make that argument it's just it's a yeah. different group of people those uh, some of those people have gone off to other companies and 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 done other things right like so it's it, it is an interesting situation to be in and and it, the 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 team that's at bungie now is not the same team that made halo 3 there's still a lot of the same people but it's not it's not the same core team it's just different yeah yeah and that's what i'm saying like the the experiences that they have and how they've been trying to test out their ideas is we, we gotta take it more like as a fresh perspective on like right. what they want these game to be yeah uh, and kind of leave a lot of that behind because that's usually what happens to me like i ended up comparing it a lot with like previous ex personal experiences with their games right uh, and and i kind of have to you know separate myself from like okay this is this is not the same, uh, right. and this is like a new. They're testing things out, and this is like a new thing, and you know, and they might, you know, get some things wrong, and they they definitely get some things right. And one thing I like about the live service is that it's, it's not like it was back then. Like we would get a Mac pack every, you know, three six months, right? And and and, and yeah, you you would, you would think like people did. People were not complaining back then, you know, the, the, whatever right. the the game shipped with that was it. That you never got anything new. When right. those map packs came out, it was like wow, we get new maps. Uh, right. That was a um, you know mind blowing. But now we get like changes like and and that's a good thing. Like we can't be judging it and i feel like that's how i felt about me playing the little bit of iron manor this weekend was like yeah there might be a lot of criticism and i i hated seeing all that thing on twitter because it, it really made no sense to me because yeah whatever they are super fast anyway to respond to these things right and right. if they get them wrong one weekend they might get it amazing the next weekend and then the next one might be bad again like i don't right. know but but it's gonna change and it changes every time and they kind of do learn about things because we saw that with trials right uh like they had some really awful weekends where people were not like into it at all but there were also some weekends where like people were you know static and it was great and and the world was beautiful so <laughs> so yeah i feel like that's my takeout from this just you know, yeah, I, I feel like the taking the maps out was like, uh, I mean, just try it out. Like, you know, right. who is it harming? Right. If, 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 if one of the, you know, whichever many maps you have on the playlist is going to be like, a, like a, a shit show, they've done it before too, disable the map, right? So right. they could literally patch it throughout the day and be like, okay, this is not a big patch. It's just like, oh, this map gets out of rotation. That's it. Right. Um, so, so on both sides, you know, on the player base, you know, don't be so judgy. And then for them, it's just like, also try more things and, and just like, if it doesn't work out, just disable it. And, and I'm sure that people will be more, um, agreeable to that kind right. of like decisions. Well, I, I, I distinctly, I feel like I remember, I could be wrong and I'm sure someone will call me out. I feel like there was one time when Iron Banner came out that they released, it's when they released like Twilight Gap back into d2 and they heavily weighted that week on twilight gap and like one other map and people were pretty like okay stop doing twilight gap and i feel like halfway through the week they kind of changed the the map frequency if you will uh and made it so that it was a little more balanced across everything so yeah they 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 have shown in the past that they can do things like that i mean they even they even 
patched the reputation thing halfway through the week. They were able to fix it like by Friday afternoon and and everyone was able to kind of continue on their merry way. So I, I agree. They they should have tried to, to be a little more ambitious. Again, I don't know if it was like a time thing or if there was a, a an executive decision of like, no, we only want Rift to be on symmetric maps, which I think is a very limiting uh, design choice if that's the case. Um, but yeah, they, they, they could have tried a few more maps and if it was just hot garbage, they could have patched those out halfway through the week and said, okay, sorry, it's going to be kind of light. We'll go back and rethink some of these layouts in the rift location on some of these maps, and we'll just keep it with the symmetric ones for now. Like they could have done something like that. Yeah, um, and even if they did that, I assure you that if they had done that, there would be still people being like, "But I love that map, and you took mm -hmm. it away." You know, so like, no, it, it's, yeah, it's going to happen <laughs> regardless of you know, yeah. Because it like so so one of the one of the maps that released with Rift because Rift came out with the Taken King, I think. Yes, um, there was a Mercury map that had these cool kind of like you could right by where the rift was, there was a portal. And if you went through the portal, it would take you to this outside spot that sort of was on the opposite side of the map. And you could very easily jump to either side of either opponent's rift by by jumping from this island. But as soon as you teleported to the island, there was like basically nothing protecting you. So you were like completely out in the open. So if you timed it right and you could eliminate enough of the enemy team, you could run through the portal and very quickly dunk your rift. And that was a that was a fantastic map. And to be honest, I was hoping that they would bring back one of those kind of like flagship maps um, as part of rift in in addition to disjunction. So like they've they've kind of done it well in the past. Um, but yeah, I just overall the, the takeaway of only having three maps, I think, is a, a huge kind of hit against the 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 overall experience a big miss for sure yeah i mean it it mm -hmm. will it's a stain on the whole experience especially if you're playing you know more than a couple matches per week right if you're going to grind for this stuff it's going to weigh on you yeah Absolutely. i think i think the i we didn't bring it up when i was kind of giving the overview so it's uh first to five wins uh and it's a 10 minute match so if if nothing else it after 10 minutes and they did do a cool thing so like if it's let's say the score is three to one if the team that's down by two has the rift and time runs out it just ends but if let's say the the, the match is three to two and the team that's down one has the rift it will go into overtime until they drop the rift so it does give you an opportunity to have a hero moment which did happen for us once uh our team ended up dunking in overtime and then Overtime will do multi spark where it'll spawn three kind of in the center across, and then it's just kind of a chaotic madness to try to grab one of the three, and the first person to dunk wins. Um, so it adds kind of a hectic aspect to it. Um, that happened quite a bit because there was a lot of times where the rift would despawn and the score would be zero zero, and then it would go to 10 minutes, which is terrible because people would just kind of slay out each other for back and forth for 10 minutes until the match ended. And then it would go to multi spark. And then it was like, basically whoever just got luckier would win, um, which that happened more times than I'd like to admit. Um, so I think the, the 10 minute rounds was way too long. Um, and I think it should not have been first to five. It should have been first to three. Cause I, I want to say any time that a team went to three points first, never lost 
Um, very rarely would it be like three nothing, and then the other team would come back from the, from from that and get like four points and win. I don't think I ever saw that the entire weekend or the entire week. So I think you could have done first to three. Maybe you could have done six minute matches, uh, and that would have helped out with a lot, and you would have had kind of a quicker turnover. Um, and if you even want to say, well, then it would have been too easy to farm reputation, then you could have like limp, like lowered how much reputation you got from each match because you're doing them in effectively half the time. Um, I think the solo experience, because I, I did primarily solo versus I did a little bit of of like there was like a there was four or five of us and we did that like the first night quite a bit. Um, and going against six stacks was definitely like a different experience than doing solo experience because solo, everyone's kind of running around with their heads cut off. But I will say as the week went on, people got better about rezzing, uh, teammates and actually kind of like not just trying to grab the spark and run up the gut and dunk it. Like if you grab the spark, you would kind of wait for your teammate to, or your teammates to like squat up and like, okay, let's attack this as a group and try to like, like there was a couple times where it's like, oh, they got heavy. So I'd run up ahead and like absorb the rocket. So the guy running the rift, uh, running the spark could actually go dunk it in the rift and like effectively making them waste their rocket shot. So like if, if you had a good team and, and you could coordinate, you could completely go solo and do well. And I think at one point I was on like a seven or eight win streak um, doing it exclusively solo. So I think solo is perfectly fine, but I think the overall like length of, of, of matches and going first to five seemed a little much. Sure. There's um, a, um, there's a freelance mode, correct? Yep. Yeah. When you say so. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I, I did freelance like the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So you guys appreciate that the freelance mode is being implemented. Yeah, yeah. And it, it yeah. seemed to work well. Like there was there was matches where and I had a couple really like nail biting freelance matches where we went like six minutes without a single dunk happening because we just had like good composition and the other team was good where they would try to dunk it and then we could like kind of kill them and grab the spark and get it somewhere back to the middle and then they'd kill us. And it was like a lot of back and forth and very like kind of stressful and it's like no one's even scored and everyone's already got their supers and so like then the supers come out and it's chaotic like there were some good matches in in freelance that weren't just complete steamrolls and i I, that's that's been another criticism that i've seen where it's like as soon as a team like you can tell certain teams are just gonna get 5-0 and then it's like over and you might as well just let it happen um and that that happened quite a bit but I did have some good matches where I walked away from that being like, I want to play those people again because that was a fun experience. Hmm. That's good. Robbie, what's, re- what's your response? Well, I, f- I feel kind of like the idea of three, even though, like you say, it might be too quick. I don't think it would be too bad because at least you have like a fighting chance. Like I think people would be more encouraged to you know try to get back like if you're too old you, you're like i can still win this and it will take the same amount of time but if you're going for the reputation and if you're going for the engrams and drops and all this thing like once you're like 3-0 or 3-0 like you said it's just easier to just let it happen because there's really no encouragement to waste more time or effort or, or anything just like you know be over with it that's fine uh, so uh, yeah definitely probably shorter would have been better I don't. Know, I don't think I played it that much to to actually, you know, because I wasn't really going for the reputation and stuff. But I obviously know that people want the seal. I want the seal too. So, yeah. So, with that being said, let's talk the new Solar 3.0 new uh, 
are they fragments or a- fragments, right? Yes. I get the fragments. And I, I know. I'll, I'll never remember. I know. Anyways, I believe the four are, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they are Ember of Ashes, which is you apply more Scorched Stacks to targets. Ember of Char, which is your solar ignition spreads Scorch to affected targets, and you get plus 10 discipline. Ember of Empyrean, which I think is the best one. Solar weapon or ability final blows extend the duration of restoration and radiation effects applied to you and you get minus 10 resilience which i really don't think is that big of a deal ember nope. of wonder uh rapidly defeating multiple targets with solar ignitions generates an orb of power and you get plus 10 resilience so let's talk um i'll start with you robbie have you been mm-hmm. uh able to mess around with any of these four new solar fragments i was i was waiting for the one that gives you discipline like i was gonna use it no matter what it actually did you know that was the whole point of it mm-hmm. like i feel like for me solar has been a lot of like experimenting and actually trying to like at least this time when i mentioned it before trying to not like be super super spammy but i still notice that like you can easily well not easily easier it's easier to get to triple hundreds um, with this system, kind of like with Stasis was, uh, instead of just relying on your armor, because you know you, you need less pieces. And actually, the funny part about that is that since last season it was so easy to get high stat armor with like really decent rolls. Uh, a lot of my like bottlenecks are exotic armor pieces now, you know, because you might have like really good everything else, but then you have like just a mediocre exotic armor piece. And this kind of compensates for that. So sometimes I feel like, you know, uh, especially for Warlocks, like getting the, the, the buff. I forget the name. I'm so sorry. I just blanked out on it. The ra- Radiance? Radiant, yeah. So, so for Warlocks, getting Radiance, it's, I don't know why, but I feel like it's, uh, at least from my little playtime with the other ones and from what other people have told me, it's like harder to achieve than on the other classes. Um, you, you're reliant on like, for example, the, the melee kill, right? When you snap your fingers, like I started throwing that at, at enemies feet to try to kill them with the splash. Cause sometimes you would do it and they, it would just literally go on the sides of someone and not hit them at all. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't really kill yellow bars, not even like low end content. So to, to proc that with the melee kill, it wasn't as effective. So a lot of the things i've been trying to do is just rely more on the stats and a lot of people have actually been shifting from what i hear to like running resilience instead of recovery which is kind of interesting to me and i need to like really wrap my head around that because they did kind of buff resilience in a way but now it just feels like more necessary than it used to and recovery seems a bit like under yeah yeah i feel like I feel like resilience might help more people now than than recovery did because with recovery, you know, you you could hide and you had to take cover for less time in order to get back into the fight. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with the ability spam and all these like like the bower in in the previous seasons and all this thing, um, we're moving f- towards this playstyle of of like being more tanky and, and just like rushing into things. And I mm-hmm. see that even on, on Grandmasters, which is, you know, one reason why I kind of changed my mind a little bit about those. 
that is 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 less tactical and and more like Rambo. <laughs> if, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes. Um. So so yeah, like sometimes like playing with a build for me has been like literally just like getting the stats I want. Right. And and so the the that discipline one was like the one I was just waiting for. I don't think it changed a lot of of, of what I was doing before with the warlock anyway okay the the new ones yeah okay interesting rob do you have a response to that i don't know it it's it's neat to see the stat requirements swing a little bit and that like recovery is not the hot thing and i think it's actually kind of an interesting response to like well once you farm out like perfect stat distributions like what's the point it's like well now they've made resilience a little more useful and have utility or you know whatever your class ability is in this case like hunters being able to to keep like mobility up high again um suppose they get a barrel roll like exactly they, they do get a sweet barrel roll um <laughs> i think that i've seen some complaints that uh, classy restoration is kind of busted in pvp i don't think so because it doesn't last very long but um i am intrigued like I'm intrigued to see how uh, this all plays out in GM Nightfalls because, like, it, there's a lot of builds claiming that you're, like, unkillable. Um, yeah. But, like, I was doing a master wellspring and I was still getting one shot once in a while by stuff, even though I had, like, restoration up and I felt like I was, like, unkillable. I still got, like, the, the uh, supers by the, um, the taken, or not, sorry, the, the hive guardians still one shotted me. So, like you're not completely indestructible, and I am curious to see how GMs play out because that's really going to be the real test when you're down 25 light levels and your ability to get like because a lot of these builds that I've seen online, people are like, oh, as long as you keep killing something every three seconds, it's like you're not going to be able to do that in GMs. Um, so I think I think there's going to be a handful of builds that rise from the top that actually are able to respond to some of these these you know difficulties in gms but i'm i'm curious to see how it all plays out by by the yeah. end of the season it'll be interesting as yeah. this is a little bit off topic as a hunter i kind of wish that solar 3.0 lended itself more to an offensive playstyle and focused yes. more on like increasing damage versus void because like at least on hunter the whole gimmick of like void is that you're going invisible invisible 97 times you know in in the span of five minutes and it's all about survivability so i wish this was like i wish solar 3.0's best capability was less about survivability and more about something more offensive if that makes yeah. sense pvp though like i see hunters like at least from my like again short experience with pvp because it hasn't been the thing i've been doing most at all Hunters are like the biggest issue for me. Like they'll throw a knife and hit the wall, and I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I don't understand how that happens. It doesn't matter where it hits; I'm just dead. <laughs> I, I have to accept it. Sure, uh, but it they feel stronger than than the other two classes. I, I would actually say that like people who have been playing them really, really well, I would say that Warlock now is like the weakest solar pvp class yeah i'm not yeah. saying hunters are weak i'm just saying i wish in, no, but in terms I, of it like feels identity. offensive again i haven't really dived into it myself but like mm -hmm. the way i've seen hunters play pvp it does feel like the solar lends itself to being like a really offensive 
um, subclass now. Okay, sure. Because it, it's got the like, you know, a big focus on uh, knives, and it's got the cool grenade and stuff like that. Sure, that's fair. I just, I guess, I wish. I feel like the best thing is the classy restoration thing, especially with the new mm-hmm. fragment. And right. I feel like that's like, I don't know. I, I feel like it overpowers the other stuff. And maybe I'm just, maybe I just suck and I haven't played enough with with uh, Zelda 3.0 to like. <laughs> that tends to be my issue too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, uh, well, and it's, it, this is, this is, I mean, we talked about this last week. This is going to be one of those. We'll have to see how it all pans out at the end of the season. And if, yeah. solar still has utility or if it's like wow classy restoration was kind of the crutch that carried that like the entire season mm-hmm. um and we'll we'll have to see i suspect not because i think that that asp the the imperian one um i think has some pretty nutty stuff and with like hopefully because we can talk about the the change that's the patch that's coming out next week um that being able to pair that with the healing nade um, I suspect we'll still be able to make some pretty like tanky builds, but I, I agree with you that I was hoping there'd be more, more offensive aspects and, and that healing, I was kind of hoping that healing would stay with the warlock, like each one sort of yeah. had its like identity, but now it's like, people are saying like hunters and, and Titans can, can heal better than warlocks can, yeah. but obviously the change that's coming out next week, I think is, is kind of shifting that, that dynamic. Um, yeah, but it, it does it does kind of feel like that when when the hunter can do a barrel roll and radiate everyone, it's kind of like, wow, what's like again that, you know, I was talking about like how it sucks that like everyone can use trip mine grenades. It's like those those sort of like identity things are slipping away. And it it didn't feel like that as much with void like warlocks still felt like they were dominant with devour and titans mm-hmm. still feel like they were like the the defensive one and hunters still felt like they were the I'm going to go invisible like you said, 78 times, um, like each one still feel like it had like, this is what you are supposed to build into with this subclass. But with with solar, it's like it's all over the place. Like, are you supposed to be burning things? Are you supposed to be healing? Should you be trying to do everything like it, and And each class sort of feels like it does all of them, but not great. Like they all kind of feel like a jack of all trades, mm-hmm. but, yeah. but master of none. Um, and certainly you can build into like I was watching a video where someone made like a nutty knife throwing build that uses the Caliban grasp thing. Um, and you can do some some pretty crazy stuff with that or with a Ophidius bathe because you get two knives if you do that. So like there are definitely still some some crazy things that you can do. Um, but it feels like like, again, we'll have to see how GMs dictate because like that's going to be the real tell of what what can you actually survive and tank and what can you take down with these quote unquote like busted builds cuz that's i'm not trying to knock on anybody but like when you see all these clickbaity titles of like this is the new godly titan build or whatever and it's just like it looks like everything else and then it's like okay that's that's all well and good in like a lo- a lost sector that's not even like legend but let's see how it actually does in gms when everything is one shotting you um and now and I'm intrigued to see that for once I'm excited about the quote unquote one shots in GMs. Cause like, okay, let's see how good some of these builds actually are. Yeah. Sure. Do they sure. feel like tanky has been mm-hmm. the, the keyword for, right. for a lot of them. Right. Uh, on the other hand though, just to, you know, a bit oppose that thought, like I, I, and just me being like, maybe not to care, caring too much about GMs anymore. It's like now I'm, I'm more inclined to look into these other builds where I can just destroy things on, on normal con- content, right? Like go in the raid, the normal raid, and destroy things. And like I feel like that's 
kind of for me the game is moving and so these builds are becoming more important to me as opposed to like the the gm builds that i would usually you know lean towards so i don't know if it matters that much that that the 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 thing works in gms anymore because most people are not gonna care well here's the cool thing though robbie i think you you hit the nail on the head is like you've completely shifted your focus and it's kind of what i was telling you guys too earlier before we started it's like i've suddenly a light turned on and now i care about playing pvp more than like anything else in the game and it's 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 a changing season for all of us i think right in in some regards right and that's that's what's fantastic about destiny i think is like there's you can kind of just like well i feel like i'm just gonna do just play legend raids all the time and just nuke everything and have fun doing that and that's great because you can have fun doing that um but i like i think the game is also trying to get players into not necessarily playing one subclass but i think it's like it's sort of laying out like once arc 3.0 comes out whenever that is it's going to be okay now all the cards are out on the table everything is viable in in end game pvp you can do whatever you want and if you only want to exclusively play that you're not going to be a detriment to your team like maybe you want to be that stasis warlock that's just the osmiomancy throwing turrets constantly like that will always be viable regardless of what season is out and what subclass is out and and when arc 3.0 comes out maybe there's going to be some chaos reach build that's going to be absolutely nutty and then if you only want to play Chaos Reach in GMs, regardless of what season it is and regardless of what's out there, you can do that because you you heavily specced into that build so much and have fun with that. And because like that's how I'm looking at it is like, yeah, Solar's fun, but I know that when GMs come out that I can use my Osmiomancy build and that it'll still be useful. Yeah. Um, and I think I feel like that's where they're heading is like they're they're putting everything out there so you can do whatever you want and build heavily into one specific subclass if you want to and have that be like your bread and butter like you want to be a stasis warlock and run it in pvp and pve and whatever but because all the builds and all the aspects and fragments are out there like it's all it's good for you um and that kind of feels like my interpretation of what's happening is like they're they're finally revamping these subclasses so that all of them are equally viable and all have nutty builds and that you don't need to feel pigeonholed into just using three Osmiomancy warlocks for every GM because you can be this unkillable solar god um, or you eventually you can be some like arc beast that's just arcing everything together and doing all kinds of chain lightning stuff and like who knows Um, but all of them are going to have utility uh, and then it's really just up to the user like what do you want to play Right. And that's that's cool because like even like I I I was playing like I've been enjoying playing with the incandescent perk on all of those solar weapons and I think it's so cool that they added and then if, and with with void they added that new perk where it's like if you kill something that's like weakened by void you get like an overshield like that's such a cool thing like I'm I'm excited to see what the new kind of like mini perk is for arc when that comes out what's going to be like a mini chain lightning type thing or whatever you know it's like so like i th- i think this is all good um yeah and that- I just, i'm a bit concerned because like the way i see it is like i've experienced something like this in another game like in an mmo to be specific right right like where 
you can get through a raid. Let, let's talk about like a small, like a dungeon, right? Let's talk about like a hard, really hard mode dungeon. Okay. You can get through it with like not optimal classes of people like, oh, I want to play this because this is fun to me. Yeah, you can get through it. It's going to be harder. It might take longer, whatever. You can do it. And I feel like that's what's happening to this. Um, but the optimal way like of like having a, a, a tank titan let's just for comparison right and a dps hunter and and a, and a support warlock like right. i feel like that's going a bit into the background and and you've talked about this of them kind of losing their their Identity. identities right so like are we gonna have the you know the the dps titan and the and the, and, the, and the tank hunter and the, like you know is, is it gonna be just like that where like it doesn't really matter anymore even for hard content and my my problem with it is that i feel that it's not like i i do understand what you're saying and i'm actually kind of glad that it's a bit like this you know that you can spec into things I, i've wanted like theory crafting is one of my favorite parts of the right. game but what i feel like is that is not only that is that the hard content is also being dumped down to allow for this that's what it feels like to me instead of keeping it hard or even making it harder so that yeah you can get through it with these fun subclasses builds that you're running but you can also be optimal right it doesn't feel like they went that way it feels like they they went like that let's dumb it down and make it accessible to everybody and to every subclass and to most builds unless you're really going for like some meme build right you should be able to get through right and that's what i don't like about the hard content because it's not hard content anymore yeah uh you're not wrong it's I like still... a double-sided blade for me no, right I, now, I, and I, I don't I find I... my place on it, you know? Yeah, no, and I, I guess I, that, I think part of that problem is, though, is, like, we get the, the with the games-as-a-service kind of part to this, where the game is constantly shifting. We're also, we're also in that, that time where each subclass is getting its season to shine, yeah. and I, I feel like when the dust settles and Arc 3.0 is out, Maybe we will eventually get another darkness subclass. I don't know. Like I know there was rumors at one point. I, mm -hmm. I we'll we'll see if that eventually happens. But maybe in a couple seasons from now, when all the subclasses are out, all the aspects and fragments, and we get kind of into a well, quote unquote normal cadence of seasons where there yeah. isn't necessarily an emphasis on any one particular element. Maybe then they can focus they on can making content things. harder, yeah. and and then let let sort of the intended. Because I, I feel like this is like, what's the long-term goal here? Um, what do they what do they want us to have by Lightfall and the final shape? And what what do they want the state of the game to be? And it's like, well, if we have all the fragments and aspects and all we're doing is minor tweaks here and there for balancing purposes, but we're not emphasizing... Because right now, obviously, the name of the game is Solar. Um, yeah. But... And then the name of the game will be Ark when that comes out. And like, we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. And, so I, and I think, just to I think... clarify, because I, I don't want, because I, I, I kind of see kind of where you're going, but I, I understand that. And I completely agree with you. And I look forward to it. Right. But so just to clarify my point, it's like, I'm, I'm not saying I'm unhappy with the game as, as it is, because I, I'm not, like, I'm just saying, like, I shifted from like that to like this over here is right. really, really fun. <laughs> so I'd rather yeah. do that. You know, I'd rather run the main build 
I rather uh, use the, the weapons that I want to use and don't feel forced to use, which actually was like a big complaint for a lot of people, right? Right. Like being forced into something. And I feel like now it's like, oh, here's some variety. But just stop the, the void SMGs, please. Like, I know we didn't yeah, have know. one and now we got like 20 all of a yeah. sudden. Um, we don't need more. Uh, but besides that, like I've, I'm super, you know, in, yeah, I have fun. I enjoy the game. I'm maybe enjoying in a different place than I was before, but I think like, and you said that before too, that's, you know, just how the game is. Like, you know, right. maybe this season you're going to shift to something else. And, and yeah, you, I just don't want to sound like I'm complaining about like not no. me liking the game. Cause I do like, I'm having fun. No, mm-hmm. and I, 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 all of this is to say, yeah, it's like, but that, but that's what's cool too. Is like, like, look, if you just want to play GMs, you know, season in, season out, and like that's all you want to do, then yeah, maybe you find that there's a trend that it's leaning towards being a little more easy right now. Um, but uh, I think that's kind of one of the points of of Destiny is like play what you want to play, and here's this giant list of things that you can do if you want it. If you want to play heavily into heart higher end level content, then you need to be grinding and doing pinnacles. But if you just find yourself like, ah, I just want to do some vault of glass this week. Like you don't need to be crazy hardcore, or if you enjoy weapon crafting and trying to get the red border weapons and doing that, like you can, you can play into that and, and kind of like do all of these fun things. If you like doing legend lost sectors, because the, that, that solo challenges like right up your alley, like they're, they're giving you the options to do whatever you want. Um, and maybe that means sacrificing some difficulty at that expense. That might be the case, but at least there's always something for you to do. Sure, um, yeah. And but, I do, I do understand that like, it's hard to tune hard content when like the game right. is not even constantly evolving, but like we know it's going to have to evolve. Right. In the, and in you, the next couple of seasons. So, right. And you, and you have to wonder the people that are designing GM perks and designing the GMs. Are they, how much are they talking to the guy who's designing the artifact mods? And like, you know, I obviously they're talking to I feel like to that's a degree. response too. And we haven't talked about that, but like, for example, the hunter, and you mentioned that about like giving radiance to everybody with the backflip thing. Right. The barrel um, roll. Yeah. <laughs> I love the barrel roll. It looks so cool. Yeah. I like it too. Um, but see, to me, that was more like a, not of a, not a, not a towards like giving, I don't know. It, it's it's basically as i understand it in my head is like all right we are moving away from the the charged with light mods and we don't want you to always be running like you know the, the protection and all these things right and and this is basically like powerful friends right and that and it's kind of all combined into this new thing where we're not gonna force you anymore to like have to spec into those mods because you have to spec into those mods right mm-hmm. right so so that's why i understand and it's like okay well if they can do it it's it's fine because in reality they were already doing it it just wasn't with the subclass right it was with the mods right. and usually hunters would always run powerful friends so right. so that's where my balance comes in in my head and i'm like okay that's fine that's fine i don't you know, I don't disagree with that because I I kind of like try to see where it's gonna go and like the utility. Be. Right. It's all yeah. very exciting, actually. Yeah, I, I it, all of it to say is like this: the game is in a way more complicated state than it has ever been, 
and I think it's for the better. Um, I think it definitely maybe alienates new players, but I think the more you play, the more you can build into it. And, you know, it's like, that's also kind of the fun thing about the the Solar and Void 3.0 and the fragments and aspects is like, the descriptions give you enough information that if you're just Johnny, you know, play one hour a week, and you just kind of want to play around with some of the fragments and aspects, like you're not going to hurt your team if you're just playing strikes and doing some basic PvP and stuff. But the the ceiling is now like limitless in terms of theory crafting and building and all kinds of crazy stuff that if Johnny plays once an hour, now wants to play three hours a night, can build into all of these things and and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at least there should be some some commendation for how how deep they've made this rabbit hole now um and uh and some things are deep i don't know how (laughs) but like i got those um the skins that you get from like uh grandmasters i I don't have the gambit one but i have the trials one and the the mementos right Uh, so i put some mementos on some of my guns since last season and like (laughs) they don't change it to you have them level 30 right right but since i've been trying to level up like other guns that i crafted from the raid and all that stuff to i think like about like 15 16 you kind of unlock everything so you can go right maybe not the enhanced perks but i've been you know trying to level those up as i as i do my grind in the new area and and, and try to get more red border weapons and all that stuff like i'm I'm still not to the point where like any of the mementos is showing up i think the highest i have is like a 28 right <laughs> so that that does that's a grind that i did not expect like i right. thought i would be done with that by now but nope <laughs> yeah no and that's i mean i i have a few clanmates. shout out to rory because i'm going to pick on him for this one uh because he he's actually a pretty dedicated listener to the podcast so uh no like yeah no he 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 and a couple other guys nom nom too i'll sh- give a shout out to him uh they are adamant and harass me whenever there isn't a new episode. And they're like, hey, we, we've noticed there's not a new episode out. And so they actually, they religiously listen and they they <clears throat> they give me feedback. Like when we're like rating, they're like, oh, I kind of like that you talk about this or didn't talk about this and stuff like. So, uh, but um, up like Rory, he uh, explicitly, as soon as he got his trials memento, which is the one that makes it like gold and flowing which looks pretty cool yeah. like he just he op- he loaded up a shirochi checkpoint and just got to 30 oh well i haven't i haven't i don't do that yeah right exactly and i don't either and it's like we were having a discussion one time a few of us were when we were like playing a raid and it's like it's really unfortunate that like like you've already got the memento and this goes into like what's the point of what's the point of weapon crafting and like unlocking the perks if you can just load up a shirochi checkpoint and just get all of the kills like immediately and unlock all the perks. It's like, like it's just kind of a weird situation and I wasn't giving him a hard time. It's just like, he just went in and got it unlocked for his, uh, SMG. Um, and it was like, okay, I like you, you just did it for like an hour or two. So you could unlock it. Uh, he, he, wanted, he wanted the skin and it looks really, really cool. And I totally get it. It's just like, I still, I think they need to reevaluate the whole like unlock perk cadence with with weapon crafting because it's like there's this huge workaround where you can just load up one of the unlimited spawning enemy areas and like Mm -hmm. then there's like no point so it's like it's like yeah if you got the memento you should just be able to slot it in your weapon and put the skit like the the skin on because it's like it's no different than you just loading up churochi and getting it in an hour it's like I, i don't know what the point is like just just give it to people 
Um, in a way, yeah. In, in another way, like one time I tried it with one weapon because not, not for the memento, but because I wanted to get it to like level seven or something real quick. Right. And I loaded into the dungeon, the pirate dungeon, and I just like shooting into the cave basically. Right. right? And I was also there for like, I want to say like over an hour, maybe an hour or two. And I, I basically did it, did get it to like 10 something. Right. So it's not as quick as you would think. But my answer to that is, if you go into the other dungeon in the Dreaming City, um, all those little shadow guys in certain right. parts where you would, like, they keep respawning every right, right. single time. Curse, the cursed thrall yeah. rooms, yeah. You know, those guys, those guys don't count. Right, they, they that. patched that out. I'm glad yeah. they did. And I thought so they would have done it. Yeah, yeah, so why can't they do that to the other ones? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, they, they... I'm just talking about little bits, like the cave in the beginning of the yeah. dungeon. Just do I the cave, that's it. Everything else can stay fine. Um, same same with the Shurochi, right? It's just, I mean, I don't know. That one's like a hard, because like, how would you actually patch it? It's not fair that it's a raid and you're not getting you know, accountability for your, your kills and your trackers and all that stuff. Right. But at the same time, it's an old raid and we know what people are using it for. It's right. not to get like pinnacles and stuff out right. of it. Yeah, so, Bungie like, knows what people are yeah. doing. And so that's why it's like don't it for one. Ah, just do it for the other ones too. Right. You know? All right. Well, that is about all we have today, folks. So thank you guys for hopping on and chatting with me as usual. And thank you, our wonderful audience, for listening. And stay tuned for our duality deep dive. Yep. See you guys soon. Bye. Ciao. Put this voice recording away and go on with your life, because you and I both know you'd have me yapping in your ear for the rest of your days. Want to further the discussion? Get in touch with us at any of our Twitter handles, all of which can be found at our podcast description. <laughs>